Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy Podcast by a Scooby and a newbie. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. This is the premier Xander-hating podcast in the world. <laughs> this is not the episode that made me come away with the most Xander hate so far. No, but like, I think so far this season, episodes have been pulling me back towards <laughs> the type of Xander hate I used to feel in season one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he gets better in this episode. I actually, I like some things about what he does. Interesting. Well, we'll have some arguments then. That'll be good. That'll be good for the pod. This is Mm. Season 7, Episode 5, Selfless, original air date, October 22nd, 2002. 22nd, okay. So one more until our Halloween episode, right, Michaela? (laughs) It's really, you know, it's a wacky episode next time. It's not Halloween themed, but it's wacky. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, this is, this has wacky elements to it. (laughs) This is wacky in the sense that Anya features heavily in it. And I think that that just makes them want to make things wackier. (laughs) There is a certain amount of wackiness that comes along with Anya, no matter what you're trying to do, I think. Yeah. And I would say that the things they're trying to do are pretty serious. It just comes off very wacky because, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) she's a Viking. I don't know. <laughs> uh. All right. So Willow is moving out of Shea Summers. Thank goodness. I i don't really mean that. <laughs> Maybe like she actually should stay there to be around friends. That seems safer for her recovery. Yeah, it's fine. She's going back to college and we will ask the same question that we've been asking lo these many years. Have any of the writers even heard of college? <laughs> still no. I think still, still no. no. Yeah. Yeah. They... They heard a rough description of what college is like. Yeah, that's... And they've been going strong off that for a while. Well, in theory, they went to college over 20 years ago. Right. And this is like how they remember college. And that's maybe the problem. My main problem with college in this episode is that we are later shown Willow going along, talking to one of her professors, trying to get back into the class. And A, this professor remembers an undergrad student. (laughs) Not happening. (laughs) And B, she has to talk to the professor individually to get into a class? Like, what? That's that's not how that works. Like, professors remember goody two-shoes like Willow. It's true. Especially if halfway through the semester they have some sort of drug incident where their grades uh-huh. fall off, you know? Like, because they were doing yeah. drugs. But you still don't need to talk to that professor no, to, no, like, no, no, no. get back into the class or get into the next class. Yeah, the professor like, gives zero fucks about that. They're like, go talk not... to the people who actually deal with this. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the department that's not the professor. They're not the legit logical point. Anyway, it's fine. Uh, Willow is moving out and Dawn has a spicy top. It's, too spicy. It's too spicy. She's a child still. Uh, She's a child. Yeah. I captured it in the background because I really wanted to highlight the midriff madness that we're still in. It's great. And of course oh, I needed man. Buffy's insane necklace in the shot. Tell me about the insane necklace. So it's like this giant crystal that's sort of shaped like a teardrop. And when I say giant, it's like the size of her entire nose. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, that's about its size. Yeah. 
And it's just yeah. hanging there, just hanging oh. out, being weird and sort of clear. I don't know. And Dawn, she's not showing as much midriff as her friend was in that episode that one time. But the shirt is off the shoulder. It's very spicy. Mm-hmm. It's red. She's got that red alert going yeah, on. Yeah, she does. Far too young. Far too young. She's giving uh, she's giving Willow some adorable advice about what to do on the first day of school. How to make friends yeah. and fit in with mm. the popular crowd. <laughs> Her advice seems to just be go along with whatever everyone's saying and pretend that you also know what they're talking about and laugh. Good high school advice, right? my that's, friend. That's fantastic advice. <laughs> So Xander comes in, he's talking to Buffy, he wants to talk to Anya, or he has been talking to Anya, or he's been thinking about talking to Anya. He's Anya-focused right now. He can't even say that he left her at the altar. Oh, yeah. He can't even say it. Like, But he knows that it happened, you know? Uh-huh. And I feel like that's kind of an improvement for Xander. Your bar is too low. I think we have to look low. at that and go, good job, Xander. You remember what you did. He can't even, like an adult, talk about that time that he left her at the altar. Yeah. Nope. It's too painful for him. Boo. Boo. This is not when I like Xander. <laughs> I'll be clear. Yeah. This is not when I'm like, what a great character. Yeah. Oh boy. So that's all happening. Whatever. That's fine. That's the last time we'll see Dawn this episode. We don't need her anymore. We She's too really spicy. don't. Oh, that's, hmm. I don't like the implications of that. Being why we don't need her. <laughs> We go from there to the most blood watch we have seen in like a season and a half. Hot damn, it's a lot of dead frat boys. It's a lot. They all have their hearts ripped out in this frat house. Uh, They're all over all of the furniture splayed out in different ways. There's blood just covering everything. It's delightful. You know, it's like 10 plus dead frat dudes. 12-ish, you know, in the around 12 of them, probably. It's not actually that important. But what is important is that we pan over all of these dead bodies down to Anya in what used to be a white dress. Bad dress to wear for this for sure bad dress <laughs> the way that this is shot did you were, were you under the impression that she had personally done this oh yeah right? absolutely that is absolutely how they make it look just like reached in their temple of doom style and right? grabbed that thing out boom boom and like i'm not saying that she's not responsible <laughs> I'm just saying that she didn't literally do it. <laughs> Correcto. Yeah. Correcto. Uh, and then we get our first peek into Anya's past for the episode. <laughs> oh, man. And this is when I'm like, oh, shit, we got some troll off in the previously on. Fuck of yeah! course we did. <laughs> God. So we both have pictures about how big this guy is. For He's fuck? so huge. He's giant. So we see Olaf pre-trolling. Yeah. And he is Germanic. He is Viking as all hell. It's so good. All of the mangled English that like comes through from the translation. It's hilarious. Where... <laughs> what I guess what lines do we have? Uh right. Uh hide your babies and beadwork. <laughs> Hit him with vegetables and various meats. Uh, I think here, when he's trying to convince her that he's not into Ronvig, he says that her hips are large and load-bearing, like those of a Baltic woman. And hers are slim, <laughs> like those of a Baltic woman from a... More arid region. Arid region. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking classic stuff. <laughs> I... <laughs> And like, you can, because like, they're speaking some sort of Germanic language and you can hear them saying the words that you would expect. I think it might just be German. Swedish. But like, yeah. 
They're oh, speaking Swedish. Swedish. Okay. Yeah. He's saying, yeah, Baltic a couple times, and you're like, nice guys, you did the translations. Uh, yeah. Fun fact about this: they, when they wrote the episode, they translated it all into Swedish, and then they intended for the lines to be overdubbed badly in English. Oh, shit. So they were told that, like, Emma Caulfield and the other actor were told that they didn't actually need to memorize the Swedish, but then they memorized it phonetically, and they did such oh. a good job that they just kept the Swedish. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't speak Swedish, obviously, because yeah. I didn't recognize it, but it seems well done. It's great. It's just so delightful, and it's purposefully sort of poorly filmed. <laughs> Yeah, There's we've fucking... got the, the sepia tones yeah, on everything, the sepia. film grain on top of yep. that. <laughs> like, very obvious film grain, because this is the past, obviously. And so what's happening here? We've got <laughs> Olaf, you know, saying that he is not cheating on Anya with the barmaid who looks like a Baltic woman. Yeah. And he much prefers her. And there's also a lot of bunnies. Yes, the Many bunnies. Many bunnies, yep. Uh, she's not scared of those yet, though. Which just makes you wonder, like, what happened with the bunnies, you know? I think it was, like, this event, essentially, <laughs> right? Like, this was traumatic as she learned that Olaf was cheating on her, got so enraged that she turned him into a troll, and there, there were just a lot of bunnies around, which has scarred her. Well, at this point, she also has this wonderful outlook where she wants to give the bunnies as gifts to the townsfolk. Not in exchange. Yeah. Not in exchange for goods or services. But because of the nice way it would make her feel to act so selflessly, right? Oh, I love past Anya. Everything is great here. Yeah. Everything about this is fantastic. And like this guy who plays Olaf... <laughs> is he is just phenomenal you know he was fun oh. as a troll he's fun as a person he's just like yeah real fun very very charismatic man and he is so gigantic <laughs> so yeah the picture i have <sighs> makes her look like a child like she looks like his daughter he's so much larger than her <laughs> Oh, like this is, yeah, this is very Game of Thrones. At a at a glance, he might look like Sean Bean, regular sized. And then this is like, you know, well, Arya, Arya or something. Yeah. <laughs> but no, imagine everything multiplied by two. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, great times. In the present, Anya is having a bit less fun. She's washing off all the blood, which is not going great. It's a lot of blood. And yeah, as you said, she's wearing this white dress. The blood's not coming out of that. She's, oh, she's just got no chance. Uh, and then we come to our Spike scene for the episode. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Spike and Dodd really get the shaft. But, you know, they <laughs> only have- i having a great time anyway. It's a, it's a fun episode. Mm. You know, I was partially fooled by this Spike scene where I thought to Ooh. myself, wow, is Buffy really here? Is she really having this nice chat with Spike, trying to actually help him? And then... With an oddly lucid Spike? Right. And then no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. When she offers to help him, I'm like, that's a pretty mm. thirsty thing to do, you know? And I was suspicious. So this is the thing about this season. Buffy is going to either wear a lot of white or a lot of black. Mm -hmm. Part of this is to help us determine between real Buffy and not real Buffy, of course. Ooh. But who's wearing white and who's wearing black changes. Oh. Because in this episode, you know, the first is wearing white, mm -hmm. being all nice to Spike. Buffy shows up wearing black. And she is sassy. 
And she is sassy and, like, again, seems to have just come down here to harass Spike. <laughs> what right? is she doing here? What? She's so mean to him. He's uh, Mad Pistache. Mad Pistache. And, like, he's clearly yeah. having a bad time. She's trying to tell him that, like, he needs to get out of this basement, which is definitely true. Mm. Oh, yeah. But, like, where is he going to go? I don't know. Actually, is Clem still living in his crypt? What happened there? What about that mansion that Angel used to live in? Oh, God. Yeah. Let's let's go back to that mansion, you know? Wait, did that get destroyed when Angel died? Um, no. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Cause then Angel comes back and lives there some more. Yeah. No, it's still... Because Dracula... Does, doesn't Dracula live there or does he not? No, that's like a different castle that they were like, oh, oh man, I always wondered about this castle. Ha-ha. Oh, right. That's the joke. The Sunny D castle. Because there wasn't a castle there before. At least that exactly. one was a joke instead of this all this other nonsense. <laughs> Spike has many places to live that are not the basement, but places that are not the basement do not have a nice Buffy that he can talk to coherently. Right. This is not helping his whole mad pistache thing where he's talking to this nice Buffy and then mean Buffy shows up and like he Mm. doesn't know which one's real. Mm. Mm. And one of them's nice to him and one of them isn't. And he's like, man, it'd be great if the real one was nice to me (laughs) and I could talk to her and she would understand me. This one, this other one seems mean and doesn't want to understand me. Yeah. And like just the concept that this man could put on a blue three-quarter length <laughs> sleeve shirt and just be fixed and be fine uh, yeah for a couple hours <laughs> what right. it, it's just fucking bananas so this episode buffy's making a big point about angel you know she's bringing up mm. angel and it was really making me think about the idea that when angel got his soul back everything he did when he didn't have his soul was instantly forgiven by buffy <laughs> and like this is so contrary to the way that she's treating Spike yep. that like Angel killed Miss Calendar and Buffy just like forgives him for everything instantly even though he's I would say crazier than Spike when he returns yep yeah man pour one out for Jenny J-Cal J-Cal yeah uh, now this uh, I mean Buffy we don't like her right <laughs> or she's fine uh. but she's weirdly written a lot of the time <laughs> I think as time goes on, we like her less and less, (laughs) you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Huh. Anyway, other people (laughs) are great. Like Anya. Right. Anya. She's great. (laughs) So Willow comes, you know, she's walking around the school talking to the single professor to get into a class. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Anya's here wearing a trench coat and she's like, oh, hey, Willow. (laughs) I was just having a lot of sex with one of the frat guys in that frat house. That's why I'm here on campus. Why are you here? Yeah, and it comes off as pretty suspicious. Then (laughs) there's a bunch of blood that she missed. Willow's not an idiot, you know? No. Okay, so... This uh, this outfit that Willow has oh, chosen yeah. to go with um, is too bold, I think. I like the boldness of the bright red shirt with the black necklace around it. Like, that's a lot of neat contrast there. I like it. But then paired with the red tights and black knee-high boots, I'm like, you, uh, you've dug too deep and too greedy, Willow. Like, I've called this season one throwback, which might be a little wrong. It might be more <laughs> of a season two. But can't you see season, early season, season Willow? 
wearing this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, wearing the colored tights with the sort of frumpy skirt and God with the red. They're just, <laughs> they can't stop it, you know? They can't help themselves, Michaela. They oh, can't help it. God damn it. Right. So she comes in this frat house. She knows something's amiss because there's, again, blood just everywhere. A lot of blood. She <laughs> yeah. sees all of the dead frat guys, so which we many. are spared of the sight. We are spared the sight we of We saw them once, you know? Yeah. And she also finds a crazy lady, crazy young girl, in a closet. A crazy is maybe... Okay, she's crazed with grief, maybe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And... She's sitting there crying in the closet, also bloody, saying that she just wish. Well, no, not wishes. <laughs> she yeah. wants to take it back. <laughs> she takes it all back. She yeah. takes it back. Yep. She's taking it back. She's and- taking it back. <laughs> Oh, that will not work, my friend. No, unfortunately. So what's her deal? Her deal is that she did the thing you should never do in Sunnydale. She made Mm -hmm. a wish, although Anya wasn't even there when she made the wish, I don't think. like Anya has to be, like, around. She must have been close. Anya got a feeling from this person, probably. So this poor girl was being mocked by these frat boys. You know, they told her there was going to be a party. She shows up. And her, the guy she was dating breaks up with her in front of them. They all laugh. Right. And so in her devastation, she wishes that they would know what it felt like to have your heart be ripped out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she did. Oh. <laughs> uh, I love the, du- the double-edged sword that is a vengeance demon. Because right? it never goes well for the lady. It doesn't. No, like. <laughs> like Cordelia died. This lady had bad things happen all around her that she wishes did not happen. And, like, she's essentially created a demon with this wish, right? Oh, yeah. That demon is coming for her, too. Yeah, it's all creepy and... Well, no, it's not. It's really bad CG. It's a very bad effect, unfortunately, this giant spider demon. (laughs) The practical one that's going to drool on Buffy is better, I think. Better, yeah. Yeah, it's not great. It's better yeah. than this. <laughs> better, yeah. though. Yeah. Anyway, it tries to jump on Willow as she's there comforting this girl. Willow still has her dark power a little bit and throws it out a window. Which... She ain't having any of that shit. I mean, good and bad, because now it's out of the house, which is... Yeah. Probably worse for the larger population. <laughs> Irresponsible, I would call it. It's pretty irresponsible, yeah. We get some more of the Anya in the past. Troloff is now featured. is uh he's been transformed after anya got mad at him because of the barmaid and he's running around terrorizing these poor people well they're terrorized and he's trying to make things right until it just gets too much for him and he starts knocking over trees and shit it really seems like he starts having fun you know oh yeah and as far as punishments go like isn't she punishing the rest of the village far more than olaf well, this is the thing about vengeance demons, right? <laughs> it's, it's sort of about the punishment, but like it's really not. And that's no. what makes her a perfect vengeance demon. Yeah. And yeah. well, she doesn't like the village either because no. she's always felt like an outcast. We learned that even as this sort of, you know, <laughs> arguably bland odd is her name yeah she still is very direct and strange (laughs) overly literal yeah Yeah, in the way that 
the people in her village don't get. <laughs> they find it off-putting. Yeah. Sure. So Dehoffrin shows up. He's been very impressed with what Anya's been up to. He gives her her true name of Anyanka rather than Aud. Yeah. And it's all good times from here, man. She really se- seems like the idea of vengeance uh, sounds pretty good. Yeah. I've got a picture here called Looking So Good. Mm. Just her and Dehoff kicking it. <laughs> I like her. They're not even that rustic. Her jewelry, like I was gonna <laughs> yeah, call her it rustic. Her earrings are surprisingly not period. Right? Like they're they're metal, which I have to imagine this having is... something wrought finely out of metal seems yeah. like pretty difficult. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Quite an yeah. expense. Right? It's fine. Big yeah. D's looking good. It's all and good. She looks really great with this hair color. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, she's looking fantastic. Okay, so that's about our first act set up. We've got yeah. Willow finding the spider. All the dude's hearts are ripped out. Anya's kind of upset about that. Let's go into our first segment, which is the Buffy drinking game. No. So we want to define more rules for our Buffy drinking game. Good. Okay. I can I've do got that. one to start us off. All right. Which is now, I mean, obviously this is a suggestion. This is not canonical, but <laughs> I think that finish your drink whenever Buffy runs away from a problem oh, no. would be a good rule. <laughs> You're trying to kill our listeners. <laughs> no, it happens about once an episode, <laughs> That's right? true. That's true. Maybe maybe like once every three episodes even. Yeah. Sounds like a fun thing. Like, oh, Buffy ran away from a problem. Ah! <laughs> oh, boy. I would like you to finish your drink. And this is really only like two times. No, there has to be a worse punishment. Every time Willow forgets that she's bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is absolutely a finish your drink moment. Oh, man. Oh, that would be great. (laughs) Okay, I think like once or more than once an episode things, you know, if Xander cracks wise, maybe that's take a drink. When Dawn's a better Xander than Xander. (laughs) Take a drink. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, anytime someone says thingy or a similar word, Buffy I think speak. that might be take a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Giles cleans his glasses. Oh, yeah. This is the thing. There are certainly things that are season dependent. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with a single Buffy drinking game yeah. is that it is going to be very season dependent. Like an apocalypse is a finish your drink, right? Because that only that's happens true. twice a season. Yeah. But like giant snake is like get another <laughs> drink. <laughs> But like this season, so far anyways, we could have some Spike is Mad Pistache. <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a drink. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would certainly would be. <laughs> Anya takes something too literally, perhaps. Yeah. Principal Wood is charming, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Getting real sloshed off that I think one. I am trying to get people too drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think those are a good couple rules. We can keep adding to that in future Willow's segments, wearing no red. Oh, Finish God. Finish your fucking drink. <laughs> You just want them to die. Yeah, that's what it seems like, yeah. (laughs) All right. We are once again reminded how lucky these kids are to have Buffy in the school, you know? I really, like, Buffy is bored as hell and bouncing some pencils on her head, I guess. Yes. Oh, boy. I guess, like, the first week, all the kids came to see her, see what the deal was. And then they were like, man, she doesn't actually know anything about solving our (laughs) teenage problems. And they stopped coming to see her. I guess. Yeah. Oh, these these kids, they're so lucky. They're so lucky, yeah. yeah. Willow's calling her. Whatever. It's fine. So she's going to uh, leave work in the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking leave. Correct. <laughs> Peace. 
She's already been to the basement once today. She's never at that desk. Principal <laughs> <laughs> was like, hey, how many kids did you talk to today? Oh, you know, the normal none. Does she count Spike as a kid? <laughs> I don't know. Troubled. He's troubled. Well, I talked to one vamp. <laughs> very cool kid. A very troubled youth. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Oh, boy. We get some more of Anya and Halfrick dishing. And this is something that comes up a couple times this episode. Oh, and as much as we've me. seen it, I have not gotten tired at all. I love it so much. Uh, Halfrick is super happy for Anya. Oh, she's Anya's back to her old tricks. She's <laughs> murdered many, many frat boys. A lot of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Halfrick is just delighted. Anya is the talk of the water cooler or maybe that's the underworld yeah dehoffron brings up water coolers later i think so (laughs) yeah Yeah. and we can see like it's quite clear in this scene that anya really doesn't feel good about what she's done no 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 no. she's trying to be happy about it because that's how she used to feel when she did stuff like this and it's just just not happening for her. God, I'm glad you captured it. I forgot to. But Halfric's dress here is great. It's like a simple black dress with a, a red belt, you know, red fabric belt on. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. But then her sleeves. Oh, her sleeves. It's like the separate sleeve piece, you know? It's very great for her flourishes. Oh, yes. Which are fantastic. Yeah, I really wanted to get a picture that showcased the sleeves, but mm-hmm. it's hard. She, you know, you can see the whole dress for a couple of seconds, then she's yeah. waving her arms around, so... <laughs> You did admirably well. I have a fun fact for you Mm. that I could not tell you uh, earlier. But for this season, which includes the episode Lessons and this episode, the actress that plays Halfrig had to shoot all of her scenes in one day. (laughs) Because she was performing in a play. So they flew her in for one day. And then the scene at the end is in front of a green screen. Oh, yep looks it's pretty obvious like yeah, that something's quite wrong but then some wacky magic oh wacky's not the right word there <laughs> happens yeah and so that she like literally wasn't even in the room for that part wow yeah interesting all right uh, yeah so i mean halfric spoiler alert is gonna get it this episode <laughs> yeah oh We're man one and, out and it's very and, sad like this scene anya is talking about how she's so lucky that she has halfric to talk to mm. and you're like oh boy halfric's really like the only person that she has in her life that she can call a friend right now and so i'm just like i'm just like really upset during this scene (laughs) yeah i was much less upset yep i did not know it was great Uh, that time when i didn't know when halfrick left the show oh Oh, harken back to those days so willow shows up to confront anya in her own apartment she's not stupid she knows that the wish happened it's clear it's anya very clear yeah when anya fires back with laid anyone lately like shit oh my god <laughs> good point Anya good point okay yes but like <laughs> you flay one guy and it's all everyone wants to talk about <laughs> it was one time I'll remember this for when you inevitably flay one person and I'll be like, no, no, you know what? It was only one guy. That doesn't make her a flayer. 
I've already tried to make this argument in episode three. <laughs> so I stand by it, you know? <sighs> Good times. Yeah. Buffy and Xander are going to hunting for the spider <sighs> demon. What is Xander doing here? Useless. It's mad japes. Being useless. That's what. It's mad japes up until they find the Ugh. dude with the serious heart problem. Oh, he's got a condition, that's for sure. <laughs> he does. His condition <laughs> is that he has no heart anymore. Yeah, it's been ripped out. And there is some goopy webbing on the trees. Oh, I love how stupid Xander is about Why it. Why would like, you touch it? <laughs> What's this goop do? I'll grab it. Ah, oh, it's surprisingly gross for black ooze in a tree. <laughs> it is so clearly slimy. Oh, it yeah. looks slimy. <laughs> Dumbass. Anyways. <laughs> I'm really coming down hard on Xander today. Right. So they've got the spider thing here. It's mostly CG. It's mostly bad effects. Buffy fights it for a little bit. Xander doesn't do anything. And then Buffy eventually kills it with an axe. Ba-boom. It's pretty impressive. She just hucks the axe and hits it. Although it is a big spider thing and it's really rustling those trees. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's very impressive. It's good slayage, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's she's a pro. Yeah, so they go back. Shea Summers, they're like, sick, we killed the demon. No one knows what could have possibly summoned it, though. This is troubling. <laughs> and, then, and Willow's like, hey, guys, actually, I do know what summoned it. But Xander wants to know why she wouldn't tell them before. That seems like a pretty big piece of information to just leave out. I'm telling you now. It's our favorite thing that people on this show <laughs> oh, say. Man. That's a fucking drink right there. That is that's a <laughs> that's a good finisher amount of drinking. Drink. Yeah. Yeah, holy yeah, well, shit. Yeah. The number of times people say that. It's insane. And it's a bad trope. It's a bad trope. It's not now, good. My defense of Willow here is that she hasn't actually known for that long. Like, yeah. it hasn't been days. It's maybe been an hour or two. Right? And she wanted to go and confirm it before making accusations. <laughs> uh, listen, Xander doesn't <laughs> confirm anything. Xander yeah. leaps to those conclusions. Yeah. But the reason that Willow did not share this information, that it was Anya who summoned the spider demon before, mm. is that Buffy knows what she has to do. Right. And Buffy had already sort of figured this out, that it might come to this when yeah. she learned that Anya was a demon again, because generally speaking, she kills demons, especially when they threaten the lives of humans. That's her whole job, right? I sort of got the feeling that Buffy had decided, or like, you know, had a game plan for how she would kill Anya back even when Anya was a person. Because, like, once a demon, possibly again a demon. Which, again, is very contrary to how she acted regarding Angel. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, it is. So, I'm not saying that I want to take anyone else's side. I'm just saying I also don't like Xander's side. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like anyone's side, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I would agree with that. We get in, in amongst this like yeah. hype for Battle of the Century. We get a quick shot of 1905 St. Petersburg. Where oh, delight. Anya and Halfrick are congratulating themselves over a revolution well started. Yeah. Oh, They've both got a lot of blood on their hands. Very, <laughs> very literally. Yeah. And they are just fancy enough. Where before it was too spicy or too yes. bold. Now it's just right. Just, oh, that's nice. Let's uh, look at you and your cute names. <laughs> is that patronizing? Oh, yeah. it came out a lot more patronizing than I meant it to. I think it is uh, pretty patronizing. Wow. Well, here we are. I've said it. But yeah, that happens. Anya, at this point, is still very pro-vengeance. And, you know, we'll see later what happens with that. And well, so then the we point of back. this is that Anya 
isn't really... Anya is defining herself by things outside of herself, right? Mm. So she starts off defining herself by being the wife of Olaf, right? right? That's what she wants. She's like, I can't, couldn't live without you, Olaf. You're my everything. And then when that goes south for her, she turns to vengeance. And now vengeance is her entire life. And now we're about to see that... Well, she can't have vengeance anymore. She's lost her powers. Now Xander is her reason for existence, right? Yeah. Like, she sings a song about how being a missus is going to complete her, essentially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, and it's interesting to see that, in a way, it feels like them saying, remember that we how we never gave Anya any sort of character development? Well, it We're was- We're retroactively <laughs> doing it. <laughs> yeah. It was a character flaw all along. Haha, we're geniuses. Yeah, we're geniuses. Oh boy. And yeah, she is she a communist now? Is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah, I think she is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, delightful. So we get back into the fight that's happening. Shay Summers. Xander's pretty distraught about Buffy thinking about killing Anya. So Xander's side is that both the Willow and Spike situations are analogous to this. Which is insane. Ah, (laughs) Buffy really jumps to like, let's kill Anya, where she didn't jump to let's kill Willow. And obviously there are different feelings there. But from Xander's side, his former fiance, like he's gonna look for the thing where hopefully he can save her like he saved his friend just like six months ago. But at the same time, Buffy was willing to kill Willow. She fought Willow. Mm. Like, I'm not saying that Anya couldn't possibly be rehabilitated and like Buffy isn't, like Buffy's not considering that, but that's not something Buffy considers. Like, Yeah, that's true. 10 plus people are dead. Buffy probably should have done something about this before this happened, but now she kind of doesn't have a choice. Mm -hmm. No, actually, it's a good point. I forgot that Buffy was going to kill Willow. She would have, I think. Yeah. If Willow's evil, like- She tried. That's her fucking job. And so we finally get it. We get the deep cut to season two. Cuts. Oh my goodness. (laughs) This episode. It's such a crazy place for it, too, because they just blaze right past it. Oh, man, I expected it to be a larger thing because it was set up from so long ago. And instead, Buffy's like, and how about that whole angel thing? Willow said, kick his ass. That was a great message. And Willow's like, I didn't say that. And then it's dropped. That is it. Like, they bring up something that happened over four years ago and then just... (laughs) Don't actually spend any time on it. They just bring Perfect. it up because, I guess. <laughs> These madmen. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. When Buffy pulls out thing. a solid, I am the law here. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Judge Dredd. Yeah, thanks. Judge yeah. Dredd. <laughs> so this is the thing, too, where... You know, Buffy's always been quite adamant that she's not the law when it comes to humans. But when it comes to demons, and this is where the line is, especially when we're trying to compare this to Willow, is mm-hmm. that Willow is still a person. Yeah. And whether or not, you know, as a vengeance demon, does Anya have a soul? We- I don't think she can. The life and soul of a vengeance demon. It's unclear, but like the lore of this world is that demons do not have souls generally, right? The life and soul of a vengeance demon. And so, and that's generally where Buffy draws the line. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Xander goes off to find and talk to Anya. Buffy grabs a sword and goes off to find and kill Anya. And Willow stays at home to do some magic. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to say that Xander not wanting his former fiance to die is crazy by any means. But at the same time, wasn't Xander the one who was like, Angel killed lots of people and is evil and needs to die after he'd gotten his soul back? (laughs) Yeah. And the same for Spike, essentially. He's like, I don't care about his soul status. He's he's evil. Let's kill him. Vampires, man. Bad times. And again, Anya's responsible for the deaths of over 10 people. Actually, wait. Does anyone else know that Spike has a soul? Oh, Buffy doesn't tell people shit. So no, I guess. Holy shit. I just fucking realized that. (laughs) What fucking episode was that? This is episode five. That was episode, what, three? I, it's never been shown that Buffy told anyone else. Oh, man. But I don't know if I'd put it past the show to not have that on screen. Oh, boy. I, I would very much read it as though Buffy has not told anyone else that Spike has a soul. That's a fair reading, for sure. Because <laughs> she didn't tell anyone else that Angel was back. Oh, God. She doesn't oh. tell people things or deal with her problems. I love it she so much. She just slashes shit. Because that's also part of this fight, right? Is like Xander being like, okay, Buffy, you have decided to do a thing single-handedly. I have opinions about this. And Buffy's like, no, I sit on my problems until they are (laughs) unescapable and then I kill them. That's what I have to do. And you're like, tell people, tell people anything. (laughs) Maybe it would make things better. Right? If they had, like, discussed the fact that this was a real possibility uh, before yeah, possibility. now. possibility! So possible. But no, they'll just avoid it until it's staring them in the face. Fuckers. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. From great to better, we go from here to Willow summoning Dehoffrin into, like, the bathroom or something. Which is Holy another God. deep cut. Yeah, the because talisman that he gave yeah, her. Yeah, in Something Blue, a season yeah. four episode. Yeah, delightful stuff. He was stuff. like, take this, and if you ever need me, like, give me a call. I'd be happy to have you in the Vengeance game. Right? He's like, you have the stuff for the Vengeance game. And he's complete. I love the, like, the introduction where he turns around. <laughs> he's going like, spooky. Behold the Hoffren, Lord of Arashmahal, he that turns the air to blood and ranged Miss Rosenberg. How lovely to see you again. <laughs> he's so happy to see her and he's like, oh, you finally gonna gonna join us? That'll be great. He's been happy with how she's been progressing. Yeah. Mm, yeah. All that flaying. Oh, he's hyped about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. He has like, <laughs> someone else has a, a painting of it hanging <laughs> a in drawing? their room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like their cubicle, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, fucking Christ. I love me some Dehoffrin. Dehoffrin's so good. Shit. But yeah, she wants to talk about Anya instead, and he's like, ugh, boring, but fine. (laughs) Right up till the end of this episode, Dehoffrin comes off as so reasonable. Isn't that how, like, Faye especially, but demons also do? And I really like it. Like, I like how much he pulls it off. He's so affable. Yeah. And he just seems like, okay, I'll come with you and see what's going on. You know, nothing's, it's not a big deal. And then he's like, at the end, it's, no, I'm a fucking demon. Get it through your head. I'm a crazy demon. I'm the head of the vengeance demons. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what the fuck did you expect to have happen? I'm fucking evil. Yeah. Dum dums. (laughs) 
So, right. Frat House. Anya's frat come house. back here. She is feeling bad. Xander shows up and he has a landmark moment, which oh should be a landmark moment. He's but about to do it. Here he, he goes. He says he's sorry. Whoa! He actually, for the first time! <laughs> he actually says the words, I'm sorry. And you're wow. like, holy shit, Xander. What? That's some that's some character growth right there. The episode where Xander learns to say sorry. Oh, Ugh. man. So, again, I like him better than I liked him before because he's learned to say sorry. But again, the bar. Oh, is the bar is so, so low. low. Oh, yeah. And the hypocrisy of... <laughs> Just everything about his feelings toward Anya, I suppose he's clouded, his judgment is clouded by his, you know, he's still in love with Anya, even though Mm -hmm. he did that whole altar thing. But, and I guess a lot of people on this show are hypocrites a lot of the time. (laughs) It just, him saying sorry once is not any redemption for me. Fair enough. I I also like what he's going to do because Buffy shows up behind him. You know, she's close behind. And Xander is exactly where he's supposed to be. He is in the middle of a fight. He's getting tossed around, but he's getting back up and trying to calm things down. And it, right. like, it sucks that this is the situation that, that that he's in right now. And like this is how we're sh- choosing to show that. But I still think this is what the heart of the group should be doing. They should be being heartful. Yeah, he should have some sort of yellow crayon speech prepared exactly. to mend the fence between Anya and Buffy. Yeah, and no, they're gonna fight. They're obviously here to fight. And it starts yep. off and it's great. But like, you know, Xander should be here doing not supernatural things, but very emotional motive things and thank goodness he's doing that for once don is not the best xander this episode no i mean don's essentially nothing this episode other than too spicy yeah yeah so right the fight starts it is so good my god remember season one remember the (laughs) shitty fights in season one and it's like guys if you're gonna be good at one thing it should probably be this it yeah, they are great at it. There's the sword. It's going back and forth. Like, Anya grabs it at one point. Or no, sorry. Uh, I guess Anya doesn't no. grab it yet. She gets it later, yeah. <laughs> Buffy comes up and right through the heart, just boom, pins Anya to the wall with the sword. Shit. So, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Two questions, actually. Right. Throughout this episode, did you think this is the episode where Anya dies? Yes. Because it, they're definitely trying to play it for that. They are. You know? Like, they're... They're leaning pretty heavily on these flashbacks, telling you the story of Anya. And then you're thinking, okay, this is going to give it more of an emotional impact when she when she dies later, right? Second question, did you remember that time that Halfrek got stabbed and it did nothing? <gasps> I did not. Okay. Shit. <laughs> like, oh, oh, really? They set it up. Oh, they set it all up. <laughs> like, they actually sort of did do this once before. And they did show that stabbing a vengeance demon, really not enough. Oh. But I was just like Buffy, too stupid to see that this ploy would not work. (laughs) And this is the other thing, right? Like, doesn't Buffy remember that? Like, that's her one job, is to remember stuff like that. (laughs) Like, when thinking about killing a vengeance demon, don't you go back through your other interactions and say, hmm, how did other people try to kill them? And so this is the other thing. Like, did she actually intend to kill Anya by stabbing her through the heart? And I'm not sure. Why wouldn't she? What what other purpose did she have? Like, how is she? So I guess... (laughs) I guess my question really is, how did she expect to kill Anya at all? And I guess the only answer to that is that she didn't remember. She didn't remember. I'm pretty sure she tries to kill Anya here and forgot that you can't kill a vengeance demon by stabbing them through the heart. 
<sighs> so you're one job, Buffy. One job. Anyways. I will say Buffy comes off very Crombopolis Michael here from Rick and Morty when she is just like, oh boy, here I go killing again. And you're like, huh. <laughs> Classic Buffy, you know. Classic japes. <gasps> okay, so Anya has just been stabbed through the heart, which will probably work. I There was going to be more dramatic tension here, but we may have sort of diffused that as we go yeah, into oops. our second segment. <laughs> They've seen it, okay? <laughs> Today I learned. If you wish to make an apple pie from scratch, you must first invent the universe. Mm -hmm. So what have we learned in the past day, past week, that sort of thing? I'll give you a bit of time to think about this, but mostly fill your head with my voice because I'm going to tell you that today I watched a video from the, uh, you might hate this term, medical edutuber, Rohin Francis. Oh yeah, I do. I do. Via via the more general knowledge edutuber, Tom Scott. Oh, Stop. (laughs) Uh, the video was about free diving. So this is diving oh, underwater no. with no, oh, no. no scuba gear. It's, that it's sounds fun. like my nightmare. No, no, no. Oh, no. No. <laughs> the question is, how do humans get to the point where they can free dive for 10 minutes plus, right? Because this is something that can happen. And there's like certain things that humans can do takes a couple days to be able to get from like one or two minutes of breath holding to about five plus minutes a couple days yeah a couple days of wow like just training crazy it's super cool and that that gets you to a certain percent or like a certain distance you'll think five plus minutes is sort of achievable there um and you can go for longer uh in cold water your heart slows down a lot so that can also help you um hold your breath longer but he also looks at this uh ethnic group in borneo that has an enhanced spleen and they have been like breeding separately long enough to uh, to become an ethnic group first off which is what that is Um, yeah but to get this like selectively get an enhanced spleen and that allows like a five to ten percent increase in your amount of breath holding which is super cool yeah yeah that'll take you from like nine minutes to about ten which crazy cool there's some amazing videos like video clips in this video which will be in the show notes and also it references another video of a guy going down and just like walking along the bottom of the ocean with a a fishing spear and just getting some fish on there oh man so i have a lot of diving is not a thing i'm like really excited about oh you've got the ocean willies is what it's called so i don't have thalassophobia if that's what you're talking about i don't know what that is i know what the that's ocean willies the fear are. of like the large like the depth of the ocean and like the uh, the idea that there are large things hiding in the ocean okay that it's like this endless right that's not what i have my fear is more just related to straight it's more claustrophobia mm, yeah drowning which which like Drowning is, I think, tied to that and just like a lack of oxygen in general Mm -hmm. and like inability to get back to oxygen. This is a terrible podcast subject. Why are we doing this to our listeners? (laughs) Right. And so that's how you made me feel. But (laughs) no, it's positive. It's a good thing. It's cool. It's really cool. The things you've learned. They are cool. cool. Have you learned anything in the past week or so? So as you were talking about learning things, I was thinking to myself about how yesterday, instead of using the internet to learn things, I was reading the top entries in the 2018 Worst Sex in Fiction. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, Good. this happens every year. There are excerpts from books oh. that it's, oh, it's bad. Oh, the writing is it's very poorly written to begin with. And then it's just like there's weird metaphors. <laughs> it's very graphic as well. Oh, so, good. You know. <laughs> so is that link in the show notes? I think it will be. Oh, that, I have to get that link then. Oh, no. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. The first one is there's some stuff in it that you're just like, how do you think any of this works? Like, in a way that's worse than Rocky Flintstone, uh, I would say. Of my dad wrote a porno fame. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> this is what I do with my time. <laughs> so I click right. on wacky links on the internet. Oh, uh, good old listicles. Uh, read garbage, yep. <laughs> so that'll be in the show notes, listeners. <laughs> well, I think we've both enriched the listeners' lives here. <laughs> Yeah, if you get spooked about drowning, uh, just read this wacky, again, graphic. I want to be really <laughs> clear that, like, these are, these are adult passages. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> okay, so Anya's just been stabbed through the heart, and Buffy's to blame, and Xander wakes <laughs> up in the past. Yeah, it before is... he gave Love a bad name? Yes, it's 2001. <gasps> it is the middle yeah. of Once More with Feeling delightful the thing with the coconuts that was referenced in yeah. the background line in once yeah. more feeling has just happened and xander we has still fallen know what asleep. it is yeah i'm it's like a it's a i'm imagining luau style coconut bra on, on oh i'm imagining uh Monty Python? what's it called yeah holy grail coconuts yeah, no 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 that's no. not that's not the implication as far as i can so, read it I can't, no, that's not. Uh, I can't find this, but I swear I read it. I, so I'm pretty sure I didn't make this up, but I can't find it again. Anyways, take this with a grain of salt, listeners. Apparently when they were making this episode, so they wanted to have this flashback, and originally they wanted to have it during the episode Hush, <laughs> which <laughs> is insane because... The point of this flashback is to show Anya's dependence on Xander and how she's defining herself through her impending marriage to Xander. And so, like, how you do that without any dialogue, I don't know. Hence why they didn't do it, I guess. Yeah, the answer to that is cleverly, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Incredibly yeah. cleverly. But instead, yeah. it's much easier to have her sing her feelings and tell yeah. us directly what she is exactly. feeling. Exactly. what How she feels, yeah. Yeah. And she has a solo and it is delightful. And the old Anya name comes up. Another deep cut for this episode. <laughs> it's going crazy. Anya you know? Christina Emanuela Jenkins Harris. Harris. <laughs> I've called this pretty in pink. She's got mm. a very nice pink dress. The blonde hair really, I think it really softens her in some way. Yeah. I mean, the context is probably helping with that as well, since she's singing this nice song about how excited she is to be married. Oh, so nice. She's singing this nice song. And like the point of this song in many ways is that Anya is damaged goods and is like defining herself around Xander, right? Like, and damaged yep. goods is really uh, over aggressive there, but it you know, is. Yeah. She, <laughs> she has emotional problems that she needs to work through and being with Xander is not necessarily helping her. It's feeling like it's helping her though. But my God, when you see this wonderful lady walking around the apartment singing and then you cut to Xander who's looking unsheveled and she's like taking off his boots for him and he's just <laughs> fell, fallen asleep on the recliner at age 23. <laughs> 
three? Like, yeah. holy God, man, you can do better. So much better. So many more fish, even though we're in Sunnydale. There's yep. still attractive men somewhere, you know? There, there has hey. to be. Anyway. Yeah, and so we go. Anya gets a chance to wear her wedding dress again. Oh, which, it's so hey, nice. <gasps> never pass it up, you know. Oh my god, when they pulled out the exact same wedding dress, I was like, shit, yeah, you kept She's it. She's on the balcony. She's singing. The wind is blowing her hair. It's lovely. Hard, co- hard mood whiplash. Oh. Holy it's shit. the hardest cut. It cuts imme- like in the middle Mid of her line. Mid-song, yeah. And it's just her body propped up against the wall, pinned there with a sword. It's so effective. Good oh, God. Shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Turns out this is just a slows you down thing for a vengeance demon. And now yep. she has the sword. So good luck, Buffy. <laughs> this You're is really what I said. I'm up. like, oh, great, Buffy. Gave her a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Xander gets back into the middle of the things. He saves Anya from the second sorting. Dehoffrin shows up and asks Anya what she wants. And she's like, I want to take it back. I, I don't want this to have happened. A lot of people died and I feel bad about it. And she knows what the price for this is going to be, right? Like the gravity of what she's asking or just how big of a take back this is. The life and soul of a vengeance demon. So I guess they do oh, have souls. Oh, wait, they do have souls. The episode yeah. does. Man, we are dumb. Yeah. Yeah, well, we got there, listeners. It was so. referenced directly yep. in the line. Directly. Hmm. Oh, got to cut that in earlier. <laughs> when we're wondering about whether or not they have souls. Yeah, great. Make us look real dumb. Whatever. It's fine. I'm not afraid to look dumb. So Anya's like, yeah, I will do it. You know what? I'll give up my life and soul to bring back these poor, sweet young boys. <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. I don't want to call them that. They were probably douches, but they didn't deserve to die. <laughs> Tomato, potato, you know. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Dauphin's like, okay, cool, let's make it happen. He summons Halfric and kills her. And you're like, oh, yeah, he's fuck. so evil. He's so evil. It's great. It's so effective. And like, it's terrible. I love Halfric. I don't I want Halfric. her to die. Oh, no. But yeah, why go for the kill when you can go for the pain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Oh. Dahafrin! And then Dahafrin gives them a quick, from beneath you it devours, flips them a double bird, and then leaves. <laughs> and guys, we gotta pour one out for old Dahafrin. Dahaf, no! No! no. <laughs> yeah, we'll be pouring a lot yeah. out this season, generally. We will. Either in final appearances or actual deaths. Halfrek as well. Yeah. Pour one out, obviously. She's been immolated, so yeah, not, uh, not coming back She'll be that. back in the comics. Yep. Isn't Probably, everyone. Probably, man. Isn't everyone. <laughs> there are only so many stories that you can tell in this infinitely varied universe. Gotta assume also Dahafrin in the comics, of but course. who knows. Yeah. Loved me some, loved me some Halfric. Sad to see her go. Yeah. Xander goes after Anya as she, you know, is very sad about all of this and leaves. And he's telling her that he doesn't want her to be alone. It's, I think it's quite a nice moment for Xander and both of them. But they are, like, super done. Super, super done. Yeah, that's... So Anya has lost her powers again, right? Mm-hmm. She's human again. But, like, there's no coming back from this for them. No. At the same time, Buffy no longer has to kill Anya. Yay. So that fixes that old problem, you know? Woo! And yes, this scene between them, I didn't hate Xander. Yeah. 
my god there is one time xander like is stopped he's looking at anya she says no that they won't be together and he looks down as he starts moving and for one split second i thought he was gonna get down on one knee again and jesus i would have quit the <laughs> fucking podcast oh yeah no me too that would whoo <laughs> That'd be, that'd be the worst. I mean, that'd yeah. be classic Xander in a lot of ways, classic right? Classic Xander. <laughs> Things are going wrong. Why not propose? For a second, I thought you were going to say that you were expecting him to do tiny twig hands. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. And I was like, that's not this oh, character. Boreanaz. Oh, his uh, little tiny twig hands. His love twiggles. Yeah. Picking apart those twigs. Oh. <laughs> I remember those days. Oh. Uh. So what? Right, we're left with Anya having some interesting questions to ask herself about who she is, post vengeance and post Xander and post Olaf. And I know, like, I really liked this episode. I liked what it did, but I hope that they get a chance to revisit that a little bit through the rest of the season. And I'm afraid that they'll just be like, "Cool, job's done." Where they left it Fixed very open. It. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I don't remember specifically. I don't think there will be a, an Anya-focused episode again. Like another. One, yeah because this is the yeah. first <laughs> that we've had um, i feel like there was another one we were so hyped throughout it oh the one where she's trying to get everyone to wish bad things about xander is pretty right. on you focus and i guess actually the wedding is also so we've had a few but like probably not a lot <laughs> yeah. more yeah we haven't had many for how many episodes she's been around and i'm not sure that we'll even get the time in other episodes to explore who she is yeah. now but I like the idea that she at least has the self-awareness now yeah. to say that she's been defining herself through the things around her, mm -hmm. be that other people or her job or whatever. And so, and that's the first step, right? To being able to figure out who you really are yep. or to try to change what you've been doing is to actually realize that you were doing it. So that aspect of it is nice. Yes. So yeah. Michaela, did you like this episode? This episode's great. 100% great. Really, it's a really fantastic it. episode. Yeah. Yeah. And those those flashbacks are just so funny. Shit, like Trolloff is so good. They're, oh, yeah. And it's just, it's so nice when they actually give one of their side characters, let's call it what it is, something to do. Yep. You know? Turn in the A spotlight. lot to do. And yeah, you're just like, why can't you guys maybe give her more to do more often? Clearly she can handle it because she's doing a great job. Anyways, it's a fantastic episode and I'm glad that we got to see Hallie again, even if it had a sad ending. Buffy continues to be a very strange character and possibly get stranger. <laughs> I, yeah, I think so. I'll also say that I super liked this episode. The The series does such weird things with the cadence and rhythm of the seasons, yeah, though. it does. Like, the things that I know, like potentials and uber vampires and <laughs> uh, the first. Like, this is the second time we've seen the first? Um... The first episode and then this one. And then everything yeah, else... Yeah, that, that sounds right. Everything else is just like, oh, Spike's crazy. Right? There's like these hints of things to come but they still haven't explained anything <laughs> and that means that they have what could be a nice cool big arc but they unnecessarily protract it and they've done yeah. that in every single season where it's like okay we'll have some hints in the first half and then the last three episodes where we'll <laughs> will be where we go through the arc and i'm like it's weird you've got yeah. 22 episodes though you could do something with all of them ah, yeah ah, ah. <laughs> anyway it's still good it's just a weird cadence that you do not see anymore in television yeah 
And I think part of that is just a big reason that seasons of television are no longer 22 episodes. Yes. I think it's just too many episodes. And like, it's not like one person is deciding what the whole season will be. Like every episode top to bottom going in. And maybe that's what you need. You need someone to like control every aspect of it when and otherwise you're not going to be able to flesh it out in the way that you probably should have. And maybe you get halfway through and you're like, oh, shit, Mm -hmm. we fucked up already. I don't know. It's a lot of episodes. You heard it here first, folks. Michaela Marshall coming out in strong support of dictatorships. Yeah. Yeah. For television only. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, of course. All <laughs> fun right. Fact, mm, fun fact. Fun uh, fact. SMG was only available for three days of shooting on this episode mm-hmm. because of her wedding <gasps> to Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, congratulations. Oh, that's so nice. Wow, that's yeah. so long ago. Yeah. Right? They've been mar- married for Evsies. For Evsies. All right. Yeah. Michaela, do we have a winner for this episode to Hoffring? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he loses two Two. Avengers demons, but he didn't give a fuck about that. No, he's got better and more evil things to do. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He puts everybody in their place. Yeah. Basically, as you said, flips in the bird and walks on out of there. (laughs) Not literally, I should stress. No. That was some narrative embellishment. (laughs) Yeah, but it essentially happened. Essentially. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. And uh, best best outfit. outfit. Oh boy, oh boy. Oh, oh Halfrek and her mm. her sweet volume volume v- voluminous. voluminous voluminous sleeved dress. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Goes Delightful. out with a flourish. Yeah, yeah, she does. <sighs> Michaela, is there a teeks review for this episode? Teeks, teeks, yes there is. What do you think it's called? Oh shit, You're I always forget about this. Guess. It's the, good luck. Uh <laughs> The one where Buffy fights Anya. Nope. <laughs> that Buffy's sounded like not... a nope, like I'm so far away. <laughs> so like Buffy is not involved in this title. <laughs> <laughs> the one where we see Anya's past. No. <laughs> okay, tell me. The one you... <laughs> the one where Anya becomes human again. <laughs> It's such a specific spoiler, too. Right? Because, like... For, like, the last minute of the episode. <laughs> I walked away from this episode not really internalizing that message. Which makes sense. I, it's not really the focus of what happens at the end, and right? And, like, DeHoffrin doesn't go, like, okay, boom, you're stripped of your powers. He's like, oh, yeah. I kill this other vengeance demon. And it's implied, and I think it makes a lot of sense that he stripped Anya of her powers. She's not a vengeance demon anymore. But, like, it's never stated. So for that to be <laughs> your encapsulation... <laughs> is madness oh so yeah this is long but whatever i'm reading the whole thing there's some incorrect things (laughs) in it that's fine i love this episode i finally got to see one centered around anya which i had been waiting for in this episode anya being the vengeance demon that she is grants a girl's wish period to have this group of frat guys know what it's like to have your heart ripped out (laughs) Uh, that's the wrong place for a period the girl had been humiliated and Anya decides and Anya decides grants that wish, which brings out a giant spider demon to rip all of the men's hearts out. Whew, that's a well, that's sentence. A- <laughs> when, Will- when Willow is re-enrolling in college, she sees Anya coming out of the frat house and asks her how she is. She says good, but Willow sees Anya's wrist, which still has a bit of blood on it. Willow goes into the house and finds out what happens, then she tells Buffy. <laughs> Which, that's, yep. Why are we belaboring this? 
Like, we're not even. <laughs> Buffy knows what must be done. And that, and she's dreading that she has to do it. I would argue that she's dr- dreading is not really the word. <laughs> she's accepted it. Anyways, but she does have to kill Anya. Xander tries to convince her that she doesn't. And they get into a huge argument. Buffy brings up that time she killed Angel and that he was cheering her on. <laughs> Buffy goes and confronts <laughs> Anya and they have a big fight. <laughs> uh, the, the angel drop gets... Yeah. Gets a shout out. Good. Gets a shout. We think Anya is dead when Buffy rams a sword into her chest, but then Anya just wakes up. It's a flesh wound. It can't kill her. Anya admits that she wants to take it back, so she summons to Hoffrin. Untrue. (laughs) Anya is willing to make the sacrifice to die so that the men can come back to life. Dehoffrin agrees, but then summons Halfrek and kills her instead. Anya is devastated and scared now that Dehoffrin has turned her human and sworn that he will kill her. What? It's so untrue. It didn't happen. (laughs) Okay, because you had told me that there were like untrue things in this review. And the fact that, you know, Anya summons Dehoffrin really removes Willow's agency from that. And sure, she's not in the episode a lot. Whatever. But like, (laughs) Dehoffrin swearing to kill Anya, given that we have poured one out for him, I'm guessing doesn't happen. It doesn't. And like... He specifically doesn't kill her because he wants her to suffer. Like, the whole point of it is that he doesn't kill her. He could kill her easily. He doesn't have to swear anything. He could just kill her. He's super powerful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What do you think the rating was? Was that a 9 out of 10? It sure is, yep. (laughs) I mean, that's a pretty safe bet for a Teeks review. Yeah, I just nine. I can't. <laughs> oh, yeah. moly. Okay. Right. It was all going pretty well up to that last sentence. It was and like, then you're just like, that's so untrue. Yeah. It was like detailed and graphic to a point where we didn't right? need it. Like, way too detailed and so long and then just wrong. Oh, delightful. That's why we love Teeks. All right. Michaela, what do we have coming up next time on Buffy? Oh, it's uh, so wacky. It's going to be wacky. (laughs) You said wacky earlier and I was like, she doesn't seem enthused. She doesn't seem enthused. (laughs) I'm going to read you this. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to read you this because you're not going to remember anyways. Well, maybe you will. I haven't seen it. No, no. I mean, when you watch the episode, you won't remember what I told you in one ear out the other. I just want to preface this by saying that it's not as bad as it sounds. Oh, no. When I tell you that Buffy, Dawn, Willow, and Anya all mysteriously fall for a handsome Sunnydale High School quarterback. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) This can be wacky. Excuse me. Okay. They... Do what? <laughs> yeah. We, so that's that's number called a, him. We've done this episode. <laughs> yeah, we sure fucking have. <laughs> it was called Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. <laughs> I'm just I'm filled with the seething rage now. <laughs> now, now it's a bit different than that. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> It's not the exact same episode. <laughs> well, no, this guy's a quarterback. Xander was a loser. Oh, uh, anyhow. <laughs> Thank God Joyce isn't here anymore, you know, to suffer through this. Uh, oh, man. I, 
I am remembering <laughs> Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. And yeah, remembering we, we had fun. Drusilla, like, cradling oh. Xander and telling him that she would make all the pain go away. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, that's so what good. I wanted. This. Yeah. This, on the mm. other hand, Michaela, the person yeah. who, as far as I can tell, made this show. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I made you do this, so I am at least in some way responsible. Man, that'll be wacky. <laughs> yep. Until then, our <laughs> listeners can always reach out to us via email, beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. They can find this episode up on the Reddit, buffy.reddit.com. All of our pictures are up on Facebook. And if you want to reach out to us personally, you can do so via Mottel, a horrifying chat roulette alike that asks you oh, to no. rate other people after having a brief interaction with them, which then like Ugh. levels you up so you the cream can all rise to the top and talk to each other. Oh no. Yeah, I'm on there at We've Ruined the Future, Michaela. Wow. Yeah. I'm on there at, it's literally just an episode of Black Mirror at this point. True story. Make sure to hashtag all of those random video conversations with us plebs. Welcome to the Hellmouth so we know you <laughs> came from the show. And until next time, farewell from, from the, the Hellmouth. Hello, listeners. It's Michaela from the future. Except it's also still the past, but a less distant past. So this is what happens when I'm alone and I don't have anyone to stop me, aka Dave. Essentially, I'm here to just read you my favorite entry from the Worst Sex in Fiction Bad Sex Award 2018. I failed to mention before this is from The Guardian, but it will be in the show notes. Basically, I messed up by not reading this to you on the pod, so here it is. This is from Scoundrels, The Hunt for Hands Clap by Major Victor Cornwall and Major Arthur St. John Trevelyan. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. Here we go. Right, and just to be clear, this is not an erotic book. This is just a work of fiction that has very bad erotica in it. Empty my tanks, I begged breathlessly, as once more she began drawing me deep inside her pleasure cave. Her vaginal ratchet moved in concertina-like waves, slowly chugging my organ as a boa constrictor swallows its prey. Soon I was locked in, balls deep, ready to be ground down by the enameled peppermill within her. <laughs> Uh, an animal pepper bowl always kills me. Yeah, so there's more of that uh, if you go to the link in the show notes. And I will talk to you soon. Bye! Oh, that's really annoying. I'm gonna leave it. Yeah, it's fine. Hellmouth. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Hell